Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this very special episode of Natch Butte, or rather, should I say, Natch Birth. Yes, honey, Natch Birth. This is a episode unlike any other episode. There's no guest. And there will be some beauty talk, but there's not going to be a ton of beauty talk. And just in case this is your first episode, hello and thank you for being here. I am your host, Jackie J, the beauty talk. Shock, shock, the queen of creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky Southern Jewish, and welcome to Natch Butte. Normally, this is a beauty comedy podcast. I have a guest. I interview them about all things self-care, all of the things they do to feel like their most beautiful self. But there won't be a guest today. You know, it's the holiday season. This episode is coming out just a couple of days before Xmas. And a lot of podcasts are on hiatus right now. They decide to take a little winter break. And I'm in that boat myself. However, I thought it might be fun to release this special pregnancy episode over the holiday break so that the honeys that really want to hear it can hear it. And everyone who doesn't can just ignore it. That's the beauty of a podcast, hun. If you don't want to hear it, then don't listen. It's fabulous. I am pregnant. And I shared this news first on Natchview last week before I shared it on social media. I gave a whole day of just having it on Natchview so that the diehard honeys that listen to Natchview religiously would be the first to know about this news. It is very, very exciting, obviously. And I'm not even kidding when I say that's probably my favorite episode I've ever done of Natchview. If I ever submit Natch Butte to the National Archives or a person who doesn't know what my show is about, I'm going to send that episode because to me it has everything Natch Butte encompasses, which is heart, laughs, cream, products, comedy, all in one. I really love the app. So if you happen to be listening to this, but you didn't listen to that episode with the dumbbells, the holiday episode, I would say listen to it because I thought it was great. There's so much exciting things that are going to be going on next year. I'm going to start doing minis again. It's fun to, I guess I should announce this now, that I'm going to also be putting out exclusive content every week on another platform that I will tell y'all all about soon. Anyone can go. It's free. So that's something that all the honeys will be able to join me and interact with me every week. It's going to be fabulous. And also, the minis are coming back on the Nashville feed, and I'm going to be having some of the honeys as my guest of the minis, because minis are more fun with guests, I've decided. I do enjoy talking to myself every once in a while, but there's so many fabulous, interesting, glamorous, beautiful honeys out there. I've met a lot of them through my Patreon, and I'm going to start reaching out and trying to get some honeys on the minis every once in a while, so that's exciting. We love a mini with a honey, honey. 
But let's get to my pregnancy. Now, I had sort of a weird freak out a few months ago where I started getting nervous about oversharing my life because as a podcast host, obviously it is very important to my work to be honest and to be intimate with my audience and share, I would argue, to overshare. And getting pregnant is weird because they all tell you to not tell anyone about it. And it was so weird for me to not tell anybody that this has been going on for four friggin' months and not telling the honeys and not hinting at it and not, you know... It was really hard for me, and I started freaking out like, oh my gosh, I've put so much of my life on the internet. You can go back and listen to hours and hours of me on this show just telling you everything about my damn life. My life has changed so much since Nanshpeed started. I feel like I'm a different person than I was at the beginning. I have a completely different life now. I've gone through a metamorphosis, and it's stressful sometimes. But then I was thinking, you know what? It's crazy that so many women in my life that are extremely close to me, like my sister, my own sister, who I consider to be the most close person in my life other than Ben and Chooch and my best friends, the most important closest person in my life has had two children. And I have talked to her about being pregnant and her births at length. And she has told me so many things that I did not know. Yet still, as I'm going through this experience now on my own for the first time, I have no fucking clue what's going on. And I feel really blindsided. Like, oh shit, nobody told me this. How have I not known this? So I said, you know what? I'm going to overshare. I'm going to tell people the nitty gritty details about my pregnancy, my pussy, my journey with getting pregnant. Because I feel that the information out there... Sometimes somebody doesn't have a person in their life that's going to be honest with them. And you know your girl Jackie J is going to be honest. So that's where we're at. I'm going to tell y'all everything, okay? I asked on my Instagram to send me pregnancy questions. Y'all came through. And honestly, I thought y'all were going to ask me like way more personal ones. Some of y'all did. Some of you sent pretty standard questions. I'm going to get to every fucking question. Because I, again, think this information needs to be said. And I wanted to share my experience. Just remember that everybody's experience is different. We are all different people with different bodies, different timelines, different everything. So I'm just telling you what happened with me. And I also just want to make a note that I am, we all know this by now. I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional. I have zero training in fertility and health, etc. So This podcast is not, I repeat, not me giving any medical advice or expertise to anyone. I am simply sharing my experience. So, please, save me and you the time. Don't email me an angry letter or DM me an angry letter or tweet me or whatever if something I said is inaccurate because you are, in fact, a medical professional. I'm sort of telling you I'm not one, Okay. And I'm probably going to say some shit wrong. So everybody do your due diligence. I'm just telling you what I have experienced. And one more disclaimer of sorts. I've been doing this long enough to know that when I share vulnerable, deeply personal information on the show, I am opening myself up for judgment, criticism, etc. And that is part of the profession. I can handle that. But just wanted to say that If you're listening to this and you feel the need to go online and gossip about this with strangers, 
I'm just going to say, maybe do some self-reflection. Ask yourself why that's necessary. Ask yourself why you want to do that. This is really personal shit that I'm sharing here. And this is something that I normally would have probably only posted on my Patreon, but I've decided that I really want to start putting more effort into the Natch feed moving forward, which is why I am going live with this here on the feed. This is personal. This is personal. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Also, I understand that the topics surrounding pregnancy, fertility, etc. can be very upsetting for some people. Deeply sad, deeply angry. Like, I completely understand that. So I want to just make it clear one more time. All of the things we are going to be discussing on this episode in completely candid manners. If you are upset by the following topics, stop listening now. I love you. My heart is with you. Bless you. I understand. But just know that this is what we're going to be discussing on this episode. And by we, I mean myself. Pregnancy. Pregnancy loss. Fertility infertility, advanced maternal age, vomiting, body image, weight, diet, food, sexual intercourse, sperm, jism, reverse cowgirl. Those are some of the things we're going to be discussing. So I hope that you're still here if you want to be here. And if you've turned off the show, you can't hear this, but I love you. And I really, really wish you well on your journeys. But now, why don't we begin? The Jackie J Pregnancy Extravaganza. So I'm going to start with some facts up top. Because as I mentioned earlier, every little thing matters in this equation of getting pregnant, pregnancy, fertility, etc. Now, I'll start and just clear up any surprise This was a 100% planned pregnancy, okay? Completely planned, wanted very badly. This was not a surprise. This was very, very much planned. When I conceived, I was 36. I am now 37, and I will be 37 on the EDD, which is the estimated due date. I have never been pregnant before, so this was my first time getting pregnant. I started my period when I was 16 years old, and I believe that is important to note because let's say I started my period at 12 or 13. That's three or four years of eggs that I haven't shed because I started my period late. Again, I'm not a medical professional. I don't know if that's actually fact. I don't know if that actually makes a difference, but to me, I felt as though, oh, maybe I'm not really 36 in terms of the eggs because I might have a couple of extra years of eggs that I didn't shed because I was a late bloomer. Now, I was on various hormonal birth control pills slash the Nuva Ring from age 18 to 29, but since, tw- when I, but since I was 29, I have been off all hormonal birth control. Also, it is important to note and point out that I have always had regular periods. I have never missed one. I always ovulate every 28 to 32 days like clockwork, and there has never been an instance in my entire adult life where I did not menstruate for a month. 
in 2019 and 2020, I did the modern fertility at home fertility and hormone blood test. The first one I did because I was going through a divorce and I got a targeted ad on Facebook and I really think they were targeting women in their 30s that were ending a marriage because I literally saw the ad and was like, I don't know if I have eggs. And I, I bought the test. Then they ended up doing ads with Natribute and I got another one for free. So I did it again in 2020. Both of those tests revealed that everything was copacetic and everything was average. So my eggs were average for my age. There weren't They weren't in the plus, they weren't in the minus, they were in the average category, and I do believe they were at the very tip of average, almost in the shortage. And I remember that was emotional for me, and I was nervous, but those tests didn't really flag anything other than my thyroid issue, which I have now had resolved, but the first time I found out I had a a hormone imbalance with my thyroid was from taking the modern fertility test. I'm not going to endorse taking it. Part of me feels it is a little fear-mongery. I've seen ads on TikTok with really young women in them talking about that. So I'm not saying I recommend doing that. But if it's something that you happen to be curious about and you don't want to pay for the test at your doctor's office, which can be a lot of money, then go ahead and take the Do Modern Fertility. It was a great experience, and I think the company is really nice, and they have great customer service. Okay. I have wanted to be a mom my entire life. And I didn't know. (laughs) I knew I was going to cry. I didn't know if I ever would be. I didn't know if it would be right. I'm extremely protective of my body. And making a baby was a big deal to me. And it was something that I never wanted to do until I absolutely felt like it was a good, positive, perfect moment to do which is why I'm waiting until now to do it. And I didn't know how I would be a mommy. I didn't know if I would adopt. I didn't know if I would be able to conceive. I did not know. But I've wanted to be a mommy my whole life. And when I got to be about 30, 31, that is when that maternal clock started just ticking, ticking, ticking right out of my pussy. It was palpable in my pussy. Like, my body wanted a baby. I wanted a baby. I started buying up all my plants and taking care of all my plants. When I got my dog, Chooch, I was 25. And I have gotten such daily joy out of the experience of having her and her being my dog, baby, And every day with her, I've been with her now 12 years, has been absolute joy. And she is my angel and my number one firstborn, my little girl. And she always will be. And I thought, you know what? If I don't have kids, I'll get another dog. I'll just keep rescuing dogs. I'll be a dog lady and that'll be beautiful. And I'm an aunt. I'm already an aunt three times over. And I thought that'll be a beautiful life. Um, It just wasn't the right time before now. For all kinds of reasons. God, I didn't think I would get this emotional, but I'm pregnant. So I'm a Scorpio and I cry really easily. And now I'm pregnant. So I, I cry literally every day over something. So I've mentioned this on Nashville before. I grew up in what I consider to be a chaotic home. And my parents did not get along. And they got divorced when I was seven. And I don't think either of them would mind me saying that they had a bad unhappy marriage because they got divorced when I was seven and without getting too into all that 
it was really important to me because of my upbringing that I wanted to have real stability in my life before I brought a child into the world. I wanted to be with a partner who I knew things were going to work out with. I didn't want to put a kid through what I had to go through. And also, I've been financially destitute up until a few years ago. I was a struggling artist. I had three part-time jobs. My life was so inconsistent and chaotic all the time. I was living check to check. So I just did not want to bring a kid into that either. Again, just because of what I've been through as a child, I wanted to really make sure that I had my feet on the ground. I had a great partner. I also needed to get my shit in order in terms of like therapy, really confronting issues I was having, get going into recovery. And I was in a marriage. I got a divorce. And that was a traumatizing experience, but my life has vastly improved in every way since that experience. And now at 36, I'm remarried. I'm with a person who I know is going to be an absolutely incredible parent with me. We just got our home. It's a perfect home for raising a family that was really important to us when we looked for a house. And I feel financially stable enough for me to not have to worry about that. So I am ready. I was ready. And that's a responsibility I took very seriously, which is why now's the time, honey. Now I'm knocked up. So I waited until then. I waited until 36. And once that was all set and feeling good, that's when I said, okay, now I need to make sure that my body and my health are ready, quote unquote. And it's one of those things because I've never been pregnant before. I've taken modern fertility. It said, you got eggs. See, everything seems to be doing well. You just never know. You don't know if you're going to be one of those annoying bitches that gets pregnant real fast. Oh my God, we didn't even really try and it just happened. I don't know if I'm going to be her or I don't know if I'm going to be six rounds of IVF. I don't know. For some reason, I was fully convinced that it was not going to be easy for me. And I have a few reasons why. One is that I've been dealing with my chronic insomnia issues for two, a little over two years now. And it started around my divorce and never really got better. I feel it might have gotten better at some point, but then the pandemic really made it hard again. And because of my sleep issues, my energy has just been so low I have really low energy during the day and it has affected my mental health and my quality of life quite a lot. And when I realized I had thyroid problems, I was thinking, okay, maybe if I get on thyroid meds, I will sleep better. Maybe I won't have this energy issue because I have Hashimoto's, which you can take thyroid pills to affect your thyroid and fix the, the levels in your thyroid, but the Hashimoto's still affects your energy. And I've heard mixed things from friends. I have a ton of friends with thyroid problems. I know a lot of my honeys do too. It's just so many women have thyroid problems. And half of them got pregnant really quickly. It wasn't a big deal. And half of them, it's been a whole thing. So I just didn't know if that would help me. 
I was on a really amazing medication that I got prescribed around this time last year. It is actually a mild antidepressant, but at a low dose, it is often prescribed to help with REM sleep, which is what I literally don't get anything of. And REM sleep is what helps you function. It helps you speak. It helps your memory. It helps your body reset. And I wasn't getting very much of it at all. So with this medication, I was actually getting sleep. I was feeling better. I felt more like myself again. But I had to go off of it if I wanted to try and get pregnant. The FDA has a scale that they give medications for pregnancy safety. It goes from A to X, I believe. It goes A, B, C, D, X. Um, A's are safe and X's are bad. And mine was a D, second to the last, quote unquote, worst, right? So I said, okay, I'm going to go off of this. And that was rough. That was really hard. And I went off of it over the summer and I was a grump all summer. I was moody. I couldn't sleep. I was depressed. I had no energy. And I was really convinced that no baby was going to want to live in me. Like, who would want to live here? I'm miserable. I don't sleep. So it was really hard for me to mentally keep my stress levels down and not worry about that. But it was happening. (laughs) I was really thinking, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. If I were a baby, I would not want to live here. So, But we decided that we were going to start trying. And the first things we did, I went off my pills. We both went and got genetic testing done, which is through the blood work. So Ben got it done and I did. And they basically just check your blood for any issues in your DNA, any genetic issues that are hiding in that DNA. I wanted to clarify what I'm referring to. The test that I took is called, it's done by a company called Natera. It is called the Carrier Screening Report. It is a specific autosomal, it is a carrier screen for specific autosomal recessive and X-linked diseases. This information can help patients learn their risk of having a child with specific genetic conditions. I tested negative for 274 out of 274 diseases. So that is the test to ask for if you are interested in doing this as well. The carrier screening report. We both did those and luckily I had zero. I had zero in my blood. Ben had one in his. So that's great. That's really best case scenario. If you both have the same one, I believe your baby has a 25% chance of having it. And then sometimes the insurance will cover your IVF so that they can go in and check the embryos and make sure that they don't have the gene. But we were lucky. Everything looked good. I also did an entire blood panel. Everything. My vitamin A, my vitamin D. Just check all my shit. I wanted to make sure everything looked good. My endocrinologist, I love him. He's the only male I trust in terms of the medical profession. I only have female doctors, but I love him. And I he knew I was going to try to get pregnant. I've been talking to him about it for about a year now. So he ran my thyroid levels and he was like, you know what? I'm going to slightly up your medication. This might help you get pregnant and just bring down one of your thyroids levels down a little bit more because I have hypothyroid. So he said, okay. And I said, okay, that's fine. 
So my blood work, all that came back fine. Every My doctor said, you're great. You're ready. I would recommend going for it. Everything looks good here. And what else? I have been taking prenatal vitamins for two years, not because I was trying to get pregnant, just because they do make your nails and hair look great. And I really like the ritual ones. Ritual did an add on attribute. So I started taking them and I was like, I really like these. They're very lightly lemon scented, but they're smaller pills, which because I hate taking those giant horse pills. A lot of the prenatals I've seen are like really big and bulky. They're just really little cute round pills and they don't make me feel sick or nauseous at all. A lot of prenatals have something in them that can make you feel really sick. I never had any issues with the ritual, so I've been on those already. That's something that the doctor will say to you if you want to start trying to have a kid. Get those prenatals going a few months ahead of time, but I was good because I had already been taking them. Now, another thing that's important is that if you're having a baby with a man, get that man to get his shit tested too because it is way less invasive for a guy to go jizz in a cup at the doctor's office and have them check his sperm than it is for a woman to have to go through the whole thing of them looking at her eggs and drawing blood out of her eggs and all that crap. So I sent Ben to the doctor. He had to jizz in a cup. And the woman recognized him from Bill Maher and then handed him a cup. And he had to go in a room and like jerk off in a little sterile room. And his sperm test was great. I don't think he would mind me sharing with y'all that his sperm was healthy and potent And actually 30% faster than average, which of course is annoying because Ben is good at everything and he's one of those people who's a perfectionist and he's an athlete and of course he's going to have great sperm. Great. So that was that. I guess now we should get into the whole (laughs) how it happened and what happened. So we were just kind of fucking around for a few months And I wasn't getting pregnant. And every time my period would come, I would get really sad. I would feel like a failure. And I was just like, man, I wanted to be one of those bitches that just got pregnant on her first try. And it wasn't working. And then I started really freaking out that, oh my God, I'm infertile. Oh no. What am I going to do? I have friends. I've mentioned this on the show many times over the past year. Almost everyone I know is either pregnant, trying to get pregnant, or just had a kid. I'm in that stage of my life, my friendships. Everyone's pregnant, talking about pregnancy, whatever. And I have friends older than me, younger than me. Some of them had their babies really easily, really quickly, got pregnant naturally. And then I have some older and younger than me that had to do IVF, had to do multiple rounds of IVF. And... I have a really close friend who was in the middle of IVF while I started trying to get pregnant and just hearing all of the things she was going through, it's a lot. And I know a lot of my honeys out there who have done IVF know that it is a lot. Bless y'all. Bless all of the warrior women and people who go through IVF. I, I don't know how hard it is because I haven't done it, but I just know from hearing the experiences of my friends and loved ones telling me how hard it was in all of the details. And I was also at this time reading Dori Shafrir's book, which I know a lot of the honeys probably read as well. And she really goes into detail about her pregnancy journey. And it was a doozy to say the least. And reading that book, I was fully convinced this is me. I'm going to have to do that. I'm a failure. And I know that's unhealthy, 
but I'm just being honest. I started really getting upset. I would see pregnant women fucking everywhere like they were haunting me. I would be at the farmer's market picking out bell peppers and the woman would be pregnant and I'd be at Bed Bath & Beyond and the woman would be pregnant. Pregnant woman would walk past me. I was just like, everybody's fucking pregnant by me! And I started just really freaking out like, oh no, it's not working, right? Now, truth be told... We, we didn't work, we didn't try that many times. It was basically just, I didn't know how to get pregnant. I know that sounds stupid, but I really didn't know how. It, it, it's not as easy as you may think, turns out. So, I started freaking out. And I have a lot of friends trying to get pregnant too. And we would give each other texts being like, oh, I started my period. Oh, me too. My OB is an incredible woman. She's so amazing. And she said to us, you try for six months. Just try for six months. If this doesn't work, we can explore then. But just try for six months. Don't be stressed. And I was like, but I'm 36. And the look she gave me. Now, I could only see her eyes because we're all wearing masks here in California. We've been wearing them this whole time. She threw her hand up at me and kind of did like a oh fooey hand. Like, oh, get out of here. Stop with that. And funny enough, all my other doctors said the same thing. My endocrinologist looked at me like I was crazy. And so did my internist, my main doctor. They all were like, don't worry about that. You're fine. I'm looking right at your test. Everything looks great. For some reason, I was just had in my head, oh, I'm, I'm getting old. This whole advanced maternal age thing. For those of you who don't know, the term advanced maternal age just means anyone over 35 that is having a child. It used to be geriatric pregnancy, but they got rid of that. Now it's advanced maternal age. And it just was starting to get to me. And I was just thinking, I'm old. I don't have any eggs. And that's how I started feeling. And that's very silly. And I would just say, I I was going to try to not give any advice on this episode unless somebody asked for it. I'm just going to say, if you're over 35 and you want to get pregnant... Don't be like me. Really try to just cut that shit out because a lot of it is the patriarchy. A lot of it is our medical system. It's really stupid. And I have so many friends who are in their 40s having babies. Like, it's not a thing. We're all beautiful, fabulous goddesses and our bodies are amazing. Don't let it fuck with you like I did. Okay? Try your best. So anyway, it wasn't working. But then I realized that we really didn't know what we were doing. I didn't even know how to get pregnant. (laughs) So some of you know that I wore an Ava bracelet for a while. It was, again, an attribute sponsor. And an Ava bracelet, you wear it at night, and it just tracks your basal body temperature, your breathing, all these things. And through that, it can detect when you ovulate. It worked great It for a while. I'm going to be honest, it broke. I think the battery just stopped charging after a while. And I emailed them and I said, Hey, I would like a discount because my battery's dead. It was just out of warranty. And they were like, here's a 10% off. And I'm like, no, thanks. No, no. I was thinking like 25% off, half off, send me another one. So you know what, Ava? Eh, I think there might be better options out there, to be honest. I think there might be cheaper options out there. So I'm not going to tell you to buy an Ava. But I will say it was really interesting before it broke. Because I didn't even really know when I was ovulating. I never really thought about it. So through the Ava bracelet, I learned about my cycles. I learned when I was having each cycle. I could see the patterns. And because I've been off hormonal birth control for so long, and through the data I was getting through the Ava, I just really got to know my body. 
and my cycle. And then I could really just know when I was ovulating pretty much on the natural reasons and changes that your body makes during that time. I could just feel it. But I still didn't know how to get pregnant. And all I knew is that once you start ovulating, you just got to fuck, 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 fuck all the time. Do as much much fucking as you can, right? So that's what we were kind of doing. And it wasn't working. And I was like, oh, shit. Now, how did I know I was ovulating? I used the first response little strips and it comes with this electric base that you plug the little strips into and you piss on it and when you're ovulating the little digital screen gives you a smiley face a friend recommended this to me if you're listening I love you hon but I would not recommend this it was janky it kept breaking it kept getting clogged and stuck I think the old-fashioned ones are better the ones where you piss on them and it gets darker and lighter as you have more of the ovulation hormone in you I don't know where they are, but that's just something that the acupuncturist recommended to me, which we will now get to. So you definitely need to know when you're ovulating. And if you don't know how, the strips and the ping on the strips will teach you. And if you want to get an Ava, get an Ava, but they wouldn't give me a free one, so I'm bitter. So after a couple of months of fucking around, every time I'd ovulate, we would fuck a bunch just like in the movies, like, oh my God, I'm ovulating. Come in here. Let's fuck right now. It was just like that. Wasn't working. So a few of my friends recommended that I go to acupuncture. Now, I love a good acupuncture. It's been a while since I've been, but I realized that my old pal, Jacqueline Gabardi, who was on Natch Butte, we have an episode called Acupuncture with Jacqueline Gabardi. She is an herbalist and acupuncturist who specializes in fertility. That's what her specialty is. So I made an appointment with her. And it's funny, if you go back and listen to that episode when I was in 2017, I joked with her about, is there a way to turn your fertility down? Because at the time, I did not want children. And she said, no, there isn't. (laughs) But you can turn it up. So I walked in the office and I was like, guess what, honey? I'm ready. I'm ready to get pregnant. And she sat me down like a damn teacher in a classroom and said, okay, let me tell you how to get pregnant. (laughs) So this is what she said. She said, the week leading up to ovulation. Now, this is, I can say, pretty factual. I've read this in a bunch of my pregnancy books now. You can get pregnant five days before your ovulation. So she said the entire week leading up to your ovulation day is important. She said, the week leading up to your ovulation, have sex every other day. She said, if you do it too much, the bad slash tired sperm can wash away the good slash fast sperm. So give Ben a day in between to stock up the sperm. No, don't just do it 15 times in one day. Every other day, the whole week leading up to ovulation. She also said that once you have the sperm in you, Let it sit for 20 minutes. Lay down in the bed. Lay there with it in there. Let it simmer a little bit. Now, a lot of you are probably cringing. I was because we're all taught. As soon as you get that cum in you, you got to piss it out, right? We all know that. Nobody wants a UTI around here. So I had never done that, but I said, okay, you're the pro. I'm going to listen to you. We also were, we did acupuncture once a week every stage of my cycle. Now, this was in September. 
September was an especially stressful month for me uh, because some of you may know that I had an infected abscess on my leg that came out of fucking nowhere. I had to go to the doctor five times, get it drained three times. They put me on antibiotics and I, the whole time this was happening, I said to them, hey, I'm actually trying to get pregnant right now, so you can't do anything that's going to affect that. They had to put me on antibiotics that were pregnancy safe. They were going to do a steroid shot. I said, don't, like whatever. So I just completely assumed that this wasn't going to work. I said, September's out. We're going to try for October. This damn abscess that got infected is going to fuck my shit up. I also shut my Patreon down in September. I stopped doing many episodes in Nashview. I said, I need to clear my schedule so that in October I can be stress-free and I can really focus on my body, my stress levels going down, really try to get pregnant because September is a wash. This fucking abscess on my leg is going to ruin everything. I was so stressed out. I couldn't Peloton because of my boil on my damn leg. I was just like a mess. And I just realized I had a lot going on and I cleared my plate. But lo and behold, unbeknownst to me, I actually got pregnant in September. I did not know. I didn't find out until October that I was pregnant. And Ben says that we got pregnant on the first try because he said we weren't doing it right. The, the first month we realized that we were doing it wrong and we did it correctly, we got pregnant. So he thinks we are those assholes that got pregnant on the first try. I don't know. I'll let y'all decide for yourselves. All I know is that as soon as we did this method, we did the acupuncture, we did the every other day, we let the jizz simmer for 20 minutes, I got pregnant first try. And the baby wanted to be here. The baby wanted to be here in the Gemini season, and I was trying to manifest twins. I've been trying to manifest twins for a year, and I feel that the baby will be a Gemini, so that was as close to having twins as the baby manifested, and that works for me. This baby wanted to be here. I remember the last week of September, I was in Jacqueline's office, and I said, it didn't work. It didn't work. And she's like, oh, yeah? And I go, yeah, I feel crampy. I feel... My boobs getting sore. It's all the same fucking PMS symptoms. It didn't work. And I remember being pretty upset. But then I just, I thought it was the the boil. I thought it was my abscess that was infected. I said, I'm not going to fucking, this boil kept me from getting pregnant. But we're really going to do it next, next month it's on. And that was the last week of September. I went to a wedding. And the next day, I felt like shit. I felt like shit, and I didn't drink anything at this wedding. That's another thing. I pretty much have been living my life like a pregnant woman for months because I didn't know if I would be getting pregnant. So I haven't had any alcohol. I didn't eat sushi. I stopped using all skincare products that were unsafe for pregnancy. I did that like over the summer because I was just like, who knows if I get pregnant, I want to make sure everything's safe. I haven't smoked weed. Oh my God, I haven't smoked weed in forever, forever. So I went to this wedding. I didn't have any drinks and I felt like a truck hit me the next day. I felt like shit, but I just figured it was because I didn't get any sleep because I have sleep problems and I went off my meds and blah, blah, blah. That whole week, I just felt like shit. And I was like, oh God, it's my period's about to start. I even took ibuprofen a couple times because I was like, oh, my period, whatever. And then eventually my period didn't start. And I, I really think I was only like one day late. And Ben was like, your nipples look really big. (laughs) And he didn't say it in like a shitty, rude way. He just was observing that my nipples look big. And I was like, oh, really? And I go, okay, I guess I'll take a pregnancy test. I took one on the Sunday. And it's one of those ones that says, it predicts early 
So I took it a few days before my period was supposed to start and it was negative. And that's why I was convinced that I wasn't pregnant. So I said, if I don't start overnight tonight, I'm going to take one in the morning. And I took one in the morning. And anybody out there who's peed on a pregnancy test, the minute I pissed on that little fucking thing, it turned dark. The lines, both lines were dark instantly. And I was just like, oh shit, it worked. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this. It's crazy. And I run in the room. I slam the door open. Ben's completely dead ass asleep. And I go, I'm pregnant. And throw the test at him. I'm shaking. I like can't even fucking believe it. I could not believe it. Because I got pregnant from the through the damn boil incident in September. Like, crazy. So, that is my story. And uh, it's pretty wild. It is pretty wild, I must say. <sighs> That's the story. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start going through all y'all's questions because I got a lot of them, okay? So here we go. Somebody wrote, and I'm not going to give y'all's names. I, I'm sure you probably don't mind that. So happy for you. Welcome to the tribe of parenthood. Not a question. Thank you. Are you going to be the kooky southern aunt slash mommy now? This is something that I haven't thought about yet. Kooky southern aunt is such a deep part of my branding. I think I'm still going to be kooky southern aunt because guess what? I'm still an auntie. I'm the auntie to all of you. So I most likely will stay the kooky southern aunt. Next question. When are you due? I don't know why, but it feels weird to share the exact date, but I will say I am due in the Gemini season, somewhere in the Gemini season, and most likely the baby will be a Gemini. Okay, this one says, so excited for you. What's your birth plan? Oh, man. Man, I don't know. I don't know. My sister had both her children at home with no doctors, and that was something that I was considering. But because of my advanced maternal age, I'm not doing that. I am hopefully my plan, you know what they say, you make a plan, God laughs. But at the same time, I do want to call this into existence by saying it out loud to the universe. I want to have a natural birth in a hospital. That is my birth plan. I will have a doula. I will also have a doctor. I will have nurses. I will have all the equipment in case I need it. But the plan is to use no epidural. And we will see what happens. The goal is to get a happy, healthy baby out. And whatever happens, I will be there and ready to roll with it. What are some weird changes you didn't expect or haven't heard about from others? You know what? I did not know what to expect, which again is crazy because I know so many people who have been pregnant. But this has been the wackiest, weirdest experience of anything I've ever done in my entire life so far. The anxiety of growing a human in my body has been, I really underestimated it. The The wacky shit that goes on with your body, I don't know why I just never truly 
considered it. I use the Ava app to track my pregnancy now. The Ava app converts. If you tell it that you haven't had your period, it'll go, are you pregnant? And you say yes. You say, It says, when was your last period? You tell it, and then it will start tracking your pregnancy. And this app every week tells you what to expect. It says these are the things that could be happening with your body. Every single one of them has happened. Like clockwork, according to this friggin' app. The things going on right now are horrific acid reflux. I haven't had acid reflux since before I went vegan. So, 12 years ago. I have acid reflux if I drink a sip of fucking water. There's just so many things going on. And yes, I did expect a baby to grow in my body. And I'm only about four months pregnant. But I'm already growing a bump and it's crazy to see. And my farts and my digestion have just been a nightmare. I really didn't know what to expect. And it's been, I'm not going to lie, it's been fucking rough. I'm having what I consider to be a difficult time. I've been throwing up a lot. I've been very nauseous. I watched Amy Schumer's documentary about her pregnancy and she had a really, really rough time. I didn't have it as bad as her. But I had it rough and it's been really, really difficult for me. And again, I just have a newfound respect for women and people who give birth more than I ever have before. I've always admired and respected women and held them to a higher regard. But wow, it's even higher now. And I think it's incredible if you choose to not have children. It's fucking great. We don't need any more kids. You're doing the Lord's work, to be honest. But at the same time, In order for all of us to be in this damn world, somebody had to go through this. Somebody had to birth us. So it is powerful. It is important. It is amazing. And I just have a newfound respect for all people who give birth. Shout out to all my honeys out there who have had babies and children. We love it. Okay, this person says, how are you feeling? I'm 15 weeks and feel like shit. Hope you're doing better than that. Honey, I'm with you. Okay, we're very close to each other time-wise. That's exciting. I feel like shit too. I feel like shit every day. It's starting to get a little better, but I have had a rough time. I have had a rough time. It feels like I have the flu every day. It feels like I got hit by a car. I have no energy. I feel nauseous. I have, I can barely get anything done because of how shitty I feel. And everything under the sun, pregnancy symptoms wise, I have had other than spotting. I have had every symptom. Some of them have come and gone, but, oh man, all this crazy shit has happened. Are some of the crazy things that have happened? I will start from the beginning. The first thing that hits is your insanely sensitive sense of smell. And I know all of my honeys listening that have been pregnant are nodding along right now. Any of my honeys that are pregnant right now are nodding very hard. It is absolutely wild how in tune your sense of smell is. It is Heightened to 100 degrees. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's really fucking heightened. Living in Los Angeles, one of the most densely populated cities in the world, I couldn't go anywhere without just almost vomiting from smells. Particularly parking lots, the highway, the side of the street, just the smell of cars and exhaust would make me want to pass out and throw up. And... Just, oh, my dog. So Chooch eats venison 
and squash as her main meals. The smell of her food, I would gag every time I fed her. It's still happening. I'm doing my best. Ben feeds Chooch a lot, but sometimes I feed her, and I literally get sick every time. The smell of it is disgusting. Ben would drink a cup of coffee in the morning, and at night, he would be sitting all the way across from me, and I'd go, oh, your coffee breath. He'd be like, I drank that hours ago. I'm like, I don't care. You need to go brush your teeth. Every smell was nauseating to me, and that was something that I've heard about, but oh man, it's, it is wild. The stomach pain and the cramping, it feels so weird. It feels like nothing I've ever felt before. It does resemble menstrual cramps, but different. And this is your body stretching. It's all of your ligaments stretching so that your body makes room for your baby and the whole situation. But, oh, it's weird. It is a weird feeling. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm sure as soon as I start feeling the baby kicking and things, that's going to be even more wild. I have started to feel the bubbling. That's what my app said would happen this week. It says that you'll start to feel like little bubbles popping, and that is the baby. And I was watching Yellow Jackets the other night. By the way... You gotta watch Yellow Jackets. It's on Showtime, which I don't have, but I'm actually staying at another house right now. Long story, my house is having some construction done on it. The house I'm staying at has Showtime, so we were like, oh, finally we can watch Yellow Jackets. I think it might be worth subscribing to Showtime's on-demand-y kind of thing for a month to watch Yellow Jackets. If you're looking for a new show, it is a show that you can watch with your par- partner, with your husband. It's, I don't even want to tell y'all what it's about. It's really fun. It is horror mixed with 90s nostalgia, women. It's scary. It's sexy. It's mystery. It's the occult. It's fucking wacky. So, if you are looking for a new show, watch Yellow Jackets. But anyway, I was watching Yellow Jackets a couple nights ago, and I felt the little bubble pop sensation. And I burst into tears. I was like, I can feel him, and it was really exciting. So I'm sure when he starts kicking the shit out of me in a few weeks, it's going to be very emotional, and I'm really excited about that. Other symptoms uh, have included fatigue. Obviously, that is the number one pregnancy symptom. A whole new level of tired I never even knew existed. I wake up and I immediately want to go back to bed. I have almost fallen asleep sitting up many times. It's been really difficult for me to get through podcasts. I've done a few podcasts the past few months and I did not tell my the people interviewing me that I was pregnant. Other than I told Aaron and Stanger when I did Dumbbells, but when I did Doughboys, I didn't tell them I was pregnant. When I had most of my guests on Nash Butte, I didn't tell them I was pregnant. So it's been really crazy, and I feel like I've been really lagging energy, but oh man, the the pregnancy fatigue is astounding. The nausea has also been really bad. That's obviously been the most intense and the shittiest symptom is the nausea. I have been throwing up a lot, and I hate throwing up. I know we all do. It is not fun. I accidentally recorded me throwing up the other day because I was shooting a video that I was going to post at some point of me eating my prenatals at night and just being so sick. And when I took them, it triggered my gag reflex and I threw up a bunch. And I Ben wanted to see the video and we watched it and we were crying laughing because it is very funny. But I can never post that, obviously, because the video of somebody vomiting is really upsetting. 
But basically, when you're pregnant, or at least my experience has been, you are on the verge of vomiting every day, all day. You just feel like you're going to throw up every second. And everything makes you want to throw up, including taking pills, brushing your teeth, because you're just almost throwing up every second. So anything you do that will trigger your gag reflex just really is hard. I'm obviously a lot of fun right now. I started uh, having some headache issues. Just recently, I had a nosebleed, and my app said that was a symptom. I've been having really sensitive gums, which, again, my app told me is a thing. Dry-ass skin, itchy skin. I thought, oh, it's winter time, but no, this is actually a pregnancy symptom. My skin is dry as shit, and I just think it's because you got to drink so much more water. I try really hard to drink water, but sometimes when you're nauseous, drinking water is the worst and the last thing you want to do. So that's been really hard. If you are like me and you have paid a lot of money to have all the body hair on your body lasered off, then uh, be careful because if you get pregnant, it all might be fucking back. My whole asshole and pussy are hairy again. So RIP all that money and time. It's all back. My, My armpit hair is coming back. I don't know what it is, if it's hormones, if it's the prenatals. I don't know, but body hair is just coming back. Something to think about if you want to invest in laser hair removal and you want to have babies, maybe plan it around afterwards because it's not fun and my asshole hair is fully back. That hasn't been fun. My boobs, I've always had a a little bit of a tender breast right before my period. Oh, wow. The sorest boobs I've ever known. They've also grown, which I'm not mad at. It's actually kind of exciting to have boobs, but that has not been fun. And... Food aversions, obviously, it has not been fun. I've barely eaten anything. I'm a really boring eater. I haven't cooked because scents make me want to vomit, so I've barely cooked anything. I used to drink a matcha every morning. Nope, matcha makes me want to vomit. I can't eat tomatoes. I can't eat avocado toast. It's like all the things that I used to enjoy now just make me want to vomit. And uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about is uh, constipation. I've never had constipation in my life. I've always had the opposite problem if you catch my drip, but constipation is not fun. And your digestion really slows down when you're pregnant in order for the baby to take all of your nutrients from your food. This is what's been happening to me, and I don't know if it's been happening to any of my other pregnant honeys, but basically my my poop will decide it wants to go. It will get halfway through the door and change its mind and go, nope, never mind. I don't want to go. It's a lot to deal with. Okay? It's a lot to deal with. And I guess all pregnant people deal with emotional sensitivity and hormone changes. I really, really think I've kept it together pretty well. Ben might disagree, (laughs) but I think hormonally I've been pretty okay. And uh, other than just being worried all the time and just, God, it's just... I just want to do a good job and I don't want to upset my baby. I just want to make him proud and make him healthy and I don't want to do anything that's bad for him. And But it's been really wild. So those are all of my symptoms. Not a question, just excited for you. Thank you, honey. So I put OMG, congrats. Next person, have you been able to stay vegan? Yes, I have. I have been 100% vegan this entire pregnancy. When I told my OB that I'm pregnant, or when... And that I was trying to get pregnant and I told her I was vegan. She was so chill. She just goes, great, watch your protein. That's all she said. Now I was reading what to expect when expecting. It said I need 60 grams of protein a day. Just doing simple math in my head, I feel like on an average day I probably got maybe 30. 
So I made a real effort to get a lot of protein. And it has not been easy. It has fucking sucked. Especially on days where I want to just fall over and not eat anything. Because you feel so sick that eating just makes you want to vomit. And it does make you vomit. But you have to eat because you're growing a baby and the baby needs nutrients and food. So I was eating saltine crackers. But instead of just saltines, I would put nutritional yeast on them. Because, what is it, three tablespoons of nutritional yeast has six grams of protein, something like that. So I would just pile on the nooch. I would put chia seeds. I would put hemp seeds in everything. I've done everything I can to get 60 grams of protein every single day. Have I hit that every day? No. But I have really, really tried. It's extremely difficult when you're super sick, and I have not wanted to eat anything. But I have tried my damnedest. I've had so many protein shakes. By now, I'm already sick of them. I'm already fucking sick of them, but I'm eating them. I'm having one. I have one all the time. I fill it with protein. I pack it with peanut butter. I put it... There's this uh, high-protein milk I've been using. I believe it is an oat milk from Califia Farms. Everything I can do. I even Googled highest-protein bread, and I bought a loaf of that damn bread. I'm doing everything I can to get protein in this damn baby, but I have been 100% vegan the entire time. And I am honestly proud of that because I was considering eating eggs again just because I needed protein, but eggs made me want to vomit. The smell of them, the look at them, uh, nope, not going to happen. So at some point, if I get over that aversion, I might eat eggs, but I'm doing okay without them. Meat, I will just never eat again. It's just something that I refuse to do. And honestly, to get a little militant here, I'll just say that I was saying earlier how I have a newfound respect for all pregnant people. I have a newfound respect for all pregnant beings. Even more so than I had before, I absolutely refuse to support the dairy industry. In order to give milk, you got to be pregnant. How do you think cows get pregnant? You think they enjoy it? You think they're volunteering to fuck their husbands? That's not how it works. It's horrific. And... I just think it's just absolutely disgusting. I will never, ever eat dairy again. It is not something I'm interested in doing. So, and same with dogs. I just think about dogs having to have babies and then they're sold underneath them. I hate it. I hate it even more than I already did because I'm miserable. I'm happy I'm pregnant. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy I'm pregnant, but it's been really, really hard to be pregnant. It's been really, really hard. And I just imagine being pregnant. And at the end of that, not even being able to keep your baby and them selling them or selling your milk. No, thanks. So that's that. And I thought about trying to eat fish, but I hate the fishing industry and fish mm, sounds disgusting. So no, I have not had any fish yet. I'm proud to be a vegan pregnant lady and I'm going to try really hard to stay to stay being a pregnant vegan lady this whole time. Advice for people thinking about trying to get pregnant in the near future. Congrats. My advice is what I said earlier, every other day, the whole week of ovulation, let the jizz sit for 20 minutes and get acupuncture, especially acupuncture for fertility. Those are my tips. Good luck. For a gal who's trying for a geriatric pregnancy herself, any tips? Same thing, honey. Those are the tips. Just try it. It worked for me. How are you feeling? What about pregnancy has surprised you the most? I would say I'm very surprised at how difficult this is. And I know that sounds silly, but it's one of those things you don't know until you go through it yourself. And that is very true. It's been very, very difficult. I'm very happy, though. And I'm honestly so grateful that I got pregnant easily. Once again, I know 
just from hearing the experience from others that it can be very long, painful, tragic, every day, honestly. I get on Facebook, I get on Instagram, and I see another friend of mine lost their baby. I see another friend of mine had something really tragic and horrific happen later in their pregnancy. It's truly a miracle that we're all here. And I don't take that for granted. I don't take for granted the fact that I did not have to deal with that. And so shout out to all my honeys out there who have dealt with losses. And all my honeys that are struggling with their fertility right now. My heart is with you and oh, I just wish I could alleviate you from that pain. I really do because, oh, getting emotional again. I just, I just, I know, I know now. I just know how special this is now and I know how badly that you want it because that's how badly I wanted it too and I, I don't take for granted how easy it happened for me. So that's all I'll say about that. I know how, I know the feeling of wanting to be a mommy so much. And I just, I wish joy with to all my honeys out there. I just wish joy and happy, healthy pregnancies for all my honeys. I feel so bad there's going to be so many sniffles in this episode. Maybe it'll create kind of a mood. Okay. So worth mentioning, I was already extremely pro-choice prior to this experience. I am even more pro-choice now. No one should ever have to do this if they don't want to do this. And... I was already pro-choice, but I just want to make that really clear that I have this experience has made me even more pro-choice. And anyone out there who is pregnant and decides they don't want to be pregnant anymore, they should be able to have that right. Do you crave non-vegan things like fish, sushi, or do your ethics override? Nope, I have not craved anything. And I remember going in thinking, if I'm like Phoebe and I want meat, I'll probably have it. And early on in my pregnancy, Ben was eating jerky. I used to love jerky back in the day. And most of y'all know I do enjoy a mushroom jerky on occasion. He was eating jerky and I said, hey, break up, break a little piece of that off for me. And he looked at me like I was insane. And he was like, are you sure? And I said, yeah, hand it to me. Ben eats me, by the way. He hands it to me. I sniff it and I almost gag. And I go, nope. I have absolutely no desire to eat anything not vegan. I've been craving vegan sushi like a monster. I eat it all the time. Luckily, we live in LA and there are 50 vegan sushi places that make incredible vegan sushi. I've been eating it nonstop. I had it today and it was incredible. Incredible. It was like a California roll and I swear to God, it tasted like a real California roll. I don't know what they put in it, but God bless them. So no, I have not had anything non-vegan and I don't plan on it. Thrilled for you and Ben. Eager to hear anything you're comfortable sharing. Great. No questions, but congrats. Great. How has Chooch been? Do you think she knows? So Chooch definitely knows. Dogs know. I have done a lot of research on this. I've Googled it. Chooch has started to guard me, and she's she'd been doing that early on. She will lay either on my stomach or right next to it and guard me. And sometimes she will just sit on me and stare at me like she's my bodyguard. And she kind of already did that, but she 100% knows they can smell the baby in you. So they know something's going on. I don't know if she actually understands that it is a child and I'm pregnant, but she does understand that there is a different smell and something is going on. There was a part of me, <laughs> y'all know I love Chooch so much. I consider her to be my child. I, I consider that I gave birth to her because she's my angel. 
And part of me was thinking, I probably won't have a kid until Chuchi's gone. I just didn't want her to ever feel left out. I didn't ever want her to not be number one. But she's 12 and still doing great. And I wanted to start trying to have a kid. So she is going to be around for the child. Her last few years of life will be shared with a baby. And I feel really bad about that. But I'm going to do everything I can to make her feel special I really think she loves her brother already because she wants to be with him all the time. At night, she will crawl under the covers and lay right next to my belly. <laughs> so sweet. So she either wants to kill him or she loves him. I'm going to I'm going to hope it's that she wants to love him and that they're going to be friends. Chuchi gets really jealous. She's really jealous of my niece and my nephew. So she's come around to them now that they're a little older, but when they were a little baby, she was extremely jealous of them. So it's going to be an adjustment for her, and I truly, truly feel horrible about that. But at the same time, I have to live my life, and she's my angel, and I'm going to make sure that she knows that she's still special, and she's my number one angel, and she's my little girl. I'm having a boy, and she's going to be my little girl. So that's how I feel about that. Okay, somebody says, underwear. I couldn't find a damn pair that worked for me. Same, hon. I I haven't bought any pregnancy underwear yet. All my underwear is getting too tight. I have granny panties that I would wear to sleep. That's pretty much all I'm wearing right now. So I don't have. uh, I don't have any wrecks. If anybody has pregnancy underwear, please comment on the Natchview Instagram or DM and I'll post it or something. I'm asking for advice. This is my one time in this episode I'm asking for advice. I will just say that Be careful out there giving unsolicited advice to people, especially people that you don't know. I got a lot of DMs from y'all with the first line was pregnancy advice. The first line, and I'm like, just be careful. This is just for everyone out there. Be careful giving unsolicited advice to people on the internet because people go through a lot. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what their pregnancy journey was like. And sometimes they don't want your unsolicited advice. And I'm in that boat. I don't, I love y'all. And I know so many of you have had babies and you probably have wonderful wisdom. But if I don't ask for an advice from you, I don't want it. And you can send it to me, but I'm going to ignore it. That goes for everybody. So I like that this person asked me for underwear wrecks. I don't have any. And here I am asking the honeys, if you have pregnancy underwear, throw it at me, hon. Because I would love to, I would love your takes. I don't have any yet and I need them. No pants fit me right now. I haven't worn jeans in months. <laughs> Y'all keep seeing me wear these kind of bell bottoms on my Instagram. Those are from Aerie, which is the company that American Eagle owns. I bought a bunch of them in different colors because they fit me and they look cute. And they've been my pregnancy pants so far. But I don't have any underwear. So somebody send us some underwear. Okay. Do you have the pregnancy dry lips too? If so, what are you using? Yes, I do, sweetie. So many of y'all are pregnant right now. What did I tell you? This is the time. I'm not using shit. My lips are a mess. I use the Thrive Cosmetics SPF 34 lip stuff during the day. I really like it. But I don't have anything else. I think y'all know by now. I've said on attribute I don't use lip balm. I should probably get some, so I'm going to say it. Send me a wreck. If y'all got some wrecks, I know at one point y'all did send me a bunch of lip dry wrecks. So hit me with some new ones. That's fine. No question. Excited for Nash baby. Yay. I'm pregnant too. Can't wait to listen. Congratulations. So many of us are friggin' pregnant right now. 
please dress him in pink. How does Chuchi feel? Can she tell something's up? Yes, she can. I just answered that. What is the thing that has surprised you most so far? How sick I've been. How sick I've been. How painful this has been. I was really excited to not have periods for a year. And it feels like I'm on my period all the time. It feels like I have cramps. I get this thing called, my friend calls it lightning crotch. (laughs) You get like a sharp pain in the middle of your pussy and then it goes away. And these are all normal things because your body is stretching. You're literally growing an organ in your body and it hurts and things like that happen. I felt like I've been on my period for four fucking months. So I did not expect that. I really wanted to be one of those energetic, horny pregnant ladies that just like, oh my God, I just, I haven't even felt it. I feel so great. But no, I haven't been one of those at all. Okay, let's see. You're too cute. Thank you. How long were you trying for and did you use any ovulation tests? I answered that question already. I did. I was using those first response digital ones, but I don't recommend them. It kept getting jammed and barely worked. And I think you should use the old-fashioned ones that I believe you just piss on them and then they give you a line and the line gets lighter and darker. I don't know what they're called. Find them. Congrats. I did no happy for you. Thank you. Will you have a doula for your birth slash postpartum? I am planning on having a doula. Yes, I am. I am planning on having a doula. It has been a journey so far. If you live in LA and you had a doula that you love, this is me asking for advice. Throw me the wreck because I've been uh, having a little hard time getting one. A lot of them are booked up. The good ones are busy, hun. So I would like some doula help. I need to get that done. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Will there be a bris since y'all are Jewish? No, there will not be a bris. So Ben and I are Reform Judaism. We practice Reform Judaism, which is on the less conservative side of the religion. There are different practices within Judaism. We are reform. So brisses are not part of the plan. Ben does not like them. I don't like them either. So no, the baby will be circumcised. And that is a Jewish tradition. A lot of men, people with dicks in America are circumcised. But most of the world, people aren't. I don't particularly believe in it. I find it to be a little weird to just chop off a baby's piece of its body right when it's born. But Ben gets to choose because it's a wiener and I don't have one. And it's a choice for his son's wiener. And that's what we're going to do. And he will have uh, he will have a circumcision, but no, there will not be a breast. No questions. Just wanted to say I'm happy for you. Thank you. Any kooky cravings. So my baby only likes a few foods as of right now. 
I'm still having major food aversions. My baby likes vegan sushi, rice, bagels with vegan cream cheese, crackers, french fries, coconut water. My baby hasn't had any vegetables. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else. Bread. My baby loves bread. And that's about it. That's all I've been eating. Oh, and smoothies. My baby loves smoothies and juice. Although most juices give me horrible acid reflux now, but those are the only things I've been eating. Hopefully that all goes out the window soon because my baby needs other things, but it's been really hard for me to keep food down. Do you miss retinol? I'm pregnant and I sure do. Congratulations. So many of my honeys are pregnant right now. I do miss retinol. I miss all of my skincare. I gave all of my good shit away months ago because I'm being extra, extra careful. I got rid of everything that wasn't quote unquote natural. I was using a sunscreen that I realized was not okay. And I'm bummed about it because it's such an incredible sunscreen. It's the Rene Rouleau sunscreen. I thought it was a purely mineral sunscreen. I semi-recently looked up that it's not. It actually has a couple chemical sunscreens in it as well. And according to Skin Deep, they're very mild on the spectrum of causing any issues with your endocrine system. But other things I read said, no, you should not use this while pregnant. So uh, too late I did. Everything's fine with my baby. But I'm not going to use that sunscreen anymore. But it's incredible. So if anyone out there is looking for a great sunscreen, it, it stays put. It doesn't sting or burn at all. It looks great under makeup. It goes on super clear. It doesn't have a scent. It's just I have never had a single issue with it. And I use the entire bottle up. And that is a big deal for me. The Rene Rouleau sunscreen. It's in a pink bottle. It's really cute. I've been using Coco Love sunscreen, which is a fully physical one. It's okay. It's okay. I don't like it as much as the Rene Rouleau, but it does stay put. It doesn't get in my eyes, and it's been fine. That's what I've been using, but I had to get rid of everything. I had AHA, BHA pads. I had to get rid of those. I mean, I got rid of fucking everything. Y'all heard me. I was doing Obagi ads. That shit is incredible. I stopped using all of it, and most of it probably is fine, but I'm just being extra, extra careful. I'm just using basically Tatcha, Osea, Evan Healy right now. All natural shit. And uh, I don't think I look as good (laughs) just because I do love a chemical exfoliant, sweetie. How are you preparing for the first few months of the baby? Will you have family helping? You know what? We don't have any family close by, so I don't know. I will have people visit me. I don't know. I know it's rough. I know it's going to be rough. I'm up for the challenge. We'll see what happens. Okay, I'm going to start skipping some of these because a lot of them have been asked or answered already. OBGYN or midwife. We did midwives with our local clinic and love them. Oh, that is fabulous. Like I said, I would have loved to go that route, but I just feel because of my advanced maternal age, I would feel safer being in a hospital. So I'm going to have an OB and I'm going to have a doula there with me. How are you going to figure out what skincare is pregnancy safe? There are so many rules. There are so many rules. I agree. I basically just to be safe through everything out, gave it away, but it's not that hard to figure out. There are a lot of articles. I read a lot of articles and I made lists and I would go through my shit and I would Google ingredients. And if they had anything that was questionable, I would just give them away. I gave Catherine Burns all my son, all my products. And she texted me saying how amazing she looks. I gave most of my good molecules away. I'm not using niacinamide right now. 
I just am being extra, extra careful. So I'm basically using Osea, Tatcha, Evan Healy exclusively. I ha- I did just purchase two things from The Ordinary. I purchased the azelaic acid and the lactic acid because those are both pregnancy safe. And I'm working on figuring out how to get those in my regimen because I feel I do need something. And those are pregnancy safe acids you can use. I also have been using the good molecules. I say bakuchi oil. I, bakuchi oil. I know there's pe- people pronounce that different, but the bakuchi oil for dry skin, I've been using that. That is a plant-based alternative to retinol. I've been using that as well, trying to get this skin in place. It sucks to not be able to use our products. We're doing our best. Somebody said name ideas. We actually have a name, but we're not telling. <laughs> we're not telling the name. So everybody look up Pregnant Women Are Smug, a song by Garfunkel and Oates. It's very funny, and I think about it every day because I'm not living that song. They are very funny. But yes, I do have a name, and we aren't telling anyone, and we're not going to tell anyone until the baby's here, but you will find out when the baby is here. How sick and exhausted were you? When did you tell people? How did you find out? I feel like I've covered most of that. Yes, I've been very sick, very exhausted. I've been really careful to not tell anyone. It, it's hard, but it, I was really, really good. I told my sister, and I told Jacqueline, my acupuncturist, and Ben told his brother, and that's it. For weeks and weeks and weeks. And then every once in a while, I would tell somebody. If one of my friends had a kid, I would tell her, you know, a couple weeks, months in, we didn't tell our parents until Thanksgiving because we wanted to tell Ben's parents in person. So we kept it from them that whole time. I was already 12 or 13 weeks pregnant at that point. We kept it a secret that whole time, but we wanted to tell them in person. So I told my parents over FaceTime. They were really happy. They knew we were trying, so they weren't super shocked, but they were very happy. And I told everybody, I had a few people over for my birthday And we did a little reveal and everybody freaked out and it was really fun. And I have a great video of that, but I probably won't ever post it because it's sacred. It's for me. But that was it. I think 12 weeks. Somebody said, I just found out I'm pregnant today. Oh my gosh. Congrats. Congrats. I'm so excited for you. Buckle up, hon. Okay. How did you, (laughs) how do you feel about having a son? I had mixed feelings when I found out I was having a boy. So I put up this week a video of Ben and I with the cornstarch cannons and they're blue and that was not the first time we were finding out the gender a few days before that I got the email because I did the NIPT blood test for those of you who have been pregnant you know that is so that test I believe it tells you at 12 weeks or maybe it's 10 12 ish weeks pregnant you can find out the gender through the blood test I get an email that says the gender is in this email. Be careful. Whatever. So we are actually in Rehoboth Beach for Thanksgiving. And I was like, Ben, I can't wait. I don't want to do... Because we were going to have Ben's sister-in-law hand us the right cannons. And then we were going to shoot a blind video. Like a real gender reveal that we didn't know. And I realized I didn't want that. Because I knew that if it was a boy, I might have a bad reaction. And I didn't want that on camera. Because I don't want my future son to be upset that I was disappointed that he's a boy. So Ben and I biked into the park. There's a beautiful park in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware that we fell in love at a few summers ago. 
we biked into the park. We climbed up a this beautiful tower that they have there. And I hand him the phone. <laughs> and I say, okay, read the email. And he's holding the phone. He has a big smile on his face. And he's like, are you ready? And I said, yes. And he said, it's a boy. Now, I was com- fully convinced it was a girl. Jacqueline is a brilliant acupuncturist. I completely believe in her abilities, but she was wrong. She said it was a girl too. She can, says she can tell by my pulse. So I was fully convinced it was a girl. However, there are a few videos of me watching him on the monitor and I gendered him a boy in every single one of them. Now, is it because I'm an internalized misogynist? I don't know. I just had a feeling it was a boy. Like the video, I was like, this is a boy. I could just tell. So in the video, I'm going, look at him kick, look at him. Like, even though I really wanted it to be a girl, I had a feeling it was a boy. I just did. So Ben tells me it's a boy and I burst into tears. <laughs> I sob, I sob, I burst into tears because I honestly only want to have one kid. I've always said I only want to have one kid. And I really wanted a girl. I've wanted a little girl my whole life. I'm Jackie J. I've said on the pod before, you know, that I've wanted a little girl. And so all of my hopes and dreams (laughs) kind of left my body. (laughs) I was like, oh, there you go. There goes my dream. And so that was a lot to process. I was sobbing. But I'm happy. I was happy. I was happy. But I was also disappointed. And I'm feeling so much better about it now, but the initial reaction, I was feeling a type of way about it. However, I am happy now. I'm excited to have a son. I'm excited that Ben is going to have a son. I'm excited that he's going to be a very sweet boy. He's going to be my buddy. But y'all know I'm a girl's girl. I'm a woman supporter, and I get along with women extremely well. I always have, so I just wanted to have a little girl, but I'm going to raise an amazing son And what is gender anyway? I'm sure all of our children aren't even going to have genders. Our kids aren't even going to buy into the gender binary anyway. So what was the point of even worrying about this? And that's for the best. So my kid, I just want my kid to be healthy and happy. And I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that happens. So we love. Seven months with my second. No questions, just good vibes. Congratulations. Apps you're using in any books. I'm using the Ava app and I have read... What to expect when inspecting and expecting better, which I know a ton of the honeys have read as well. And that book is really interesting. And she basically says that you can eat cheese, you can eat deli meat, you can eat sushi, you can have alcohol, but you can't garden. All these things that we didn't know, the antiquated rules, but I'm following all of them anyway. <laughs> I'm not having sushi, I'm not having deli meat, I'm not having cheese, I don't eat any of that shit anyway. So, and I'm not a big drinker anyway, so... Oh, those are the books I'm reading so far. I, I want to read something else in the parenting space, but I don't want to overdo it. Ben and I have conversations all the time about our boomer parents and the ways they fucked us up and how we don't want to fuck up our kid in the same way. So we have conversations like that where we check in about things that we want to do and say for our kid and what we don't. But I haven't read any parenting theory books or anything like that I don't want to over prep and follow a bunch of roles although I respect that and I think that's really cool no question you look radiant thank you do you have ideas for the baby room yet so Ben we have a room for the baby and Ben is using it as his office right now it's pretty much already decorated in vintage baseball so we're just going to take out Ben's desk and put a crib in there 
it's done. So the baby's room is going to be vintage baseball themed. How does your husband feel about you being vegan while pregnant? He has no problems with it. He knows I'm working really hard in order to get the protein I need. If you're having any, of course, how do you personally deal with the anxiety being pregnant can bring you? I'm doing my best, but it ain't easy. It's been really scary and hard for me, but I'm doing my best. TMI, have you spotted at all or just pure nothing since preg? Ah, no spotting. I'm really lucky that I have not had any. Very lucky. Even though it is normal, but I haven't had any and we love. Was your fertility journey smooth? Uh, Yes. Y'all pretty much know. What made you know you wanted a kid so much? What a great question. I don't know. I just, that urge, that, that desire in my body, I've had it. I've always had a maternal instinct and I'm so, so excited to be a mommy. (laughs) I'm so, so, so excited. No questions, just generally happy for y'all. No questions, just happy for y'all. Y'all are so sweet. What about being a mom are you most excited for? You know what? I don't know. I'm just so happy. I'm so ready. Have you read the book, The Continuum Concept? It is amazing. I haven't, but I will Google it because like I said, I am curious about parenting theories. Do you think you will do attachment parenting? I don't think so. I think that's where you breastfeed until they're five, I think. No, thanks. Not judging anybody. Not for me. I I do want to breastfeed for up to a year, but that's all I'm interested in doing. Everybody do your thing. 34 weeks here. Happy for you. Yay. So many of y'all are freaking pregnant. Yay. Oh, three honey pregnancy twin. Just found out we're having a girl after four years of IVF. Oh my gosh. That's so great. That's so great. Somebody put, did the pregnancy have anything to do with you leaving the Patreon? It didn't. As I discussed earlier, I left the Patreon before I even knew I was pregnant, but I was shutting it down in order to focus more on my stress levels lowering and trying to get pregnant. But I was already pregnant when it stopped, so it worked out. Love y'all, but the Patreon is actually going away. So if you are hearing this, you have about a week and a half to get on there and download Cookie Southern Ant and hear the episodes. If not, I'm going to erase the Patreon because... As I was mentioning earlier, I signed a contract to do some exclusive content next year on another platform, and the Patreon is the Patreon is in violation of that contract, so I must erase it soon. I had a great time with y'all, and I truly overshared and really enjoyed getting to know all of y'all, but the Patreon is not going to be happening anytime soon again, unfortunately. But there's going to be a new place for all of us to hang out next year, and it's going to be really fun and free for everybody. I want to hear all about it. Did you say you knew the sex of the baby? Yes, I'm having a boy. I'm having a boy. And I really respect people who don't find out. I think that is absolutely incredible. But I'm too much of a control freak. I had to know. So the minute we could find out, we did it. Oh, I just saw it was a boy. Congrats. Excellent. How long did it take you? I'm 35. It's been hard and challenging. I am so sorry, my darling. I am so sorry. Again, my heart goes out to all of everybody out there trying to have babies. It's a lot. Oh, I'm going to say to anybody out there trying to have a baby, listen to the song So Hard by the Chicks. All three of the Dixie Chicks had fertility issues, and I believe all three of them did IVF. But the song is called So Hard, and it's an incredible song, and I've sent it to so many of my friends who have been struggling with their fertility. Try to listen to that song, and I'm happy for you. Any supplements, dietary tweaks? I'm dying for protein. No, I've been... Drinking protein shakes, eating protein bars. I've been eating Siggy's plant-based yogurt. 
Siggy's plant-based yogurt has 10 grams of protein in one little jar of yogurt. It's not the most delicious yogurt I've ever had in my life, but if you mix it with some granola or some cereal, not bad, hon. And as 10 grams of protein, you could eat two of those a day. You already have a 30 of protein for the day. I found so many little protein hacks through this pregnancy. So my heart goes out to y'all. Maybe I'll do a video on all the protein things I've been eating because I have just been a protein machine over here. Okay, let's see. Advice for trying. We covered that. I'm with my Gemini boy right now. Congrats. Yay. Fellow Hashimoto's gal here. How big of a role did thyroid stuff play? I, I got into that a little bit earlier. My endocrinologist has changed my thyroid medication probably four times so far. Last month was the first time that he hasn't upped it. So I had to, I just have to be monitored really carefully every month. I do uh, blood work and he tells me if he wants me to up my dose. And he's up my dose th- three or four times. So it's possible. Just get a good endocrinologist and really watch your shit. And maybe have them up your dose if you want to get pregnant. Because I also think that is what got me pregnant as well. Okay. Any cute clothes that aren't expensive, not trying to spend money for a damn pregnancy. I'm telling you, part of the patriarchy is that women and pregnant people have to buy fucking pregnancy clothes that they only wear for a few fucking months. It's a shame. It's a disgrace. I hate this. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I haven't bought anything other than these airy pants, which everyone should get, pregnant or not. I love them. They come in petite and they come in long. I bought every fucking color they make. And I wear the longs and I ordered mediums. So there's plenty of room in here. And maybe I'll be getting larges at some point. But they're incredible. So I'll link them for y'all to look at if they're not sold out. That's all I wear now are these airy corduroy bell-bottomy pants. And I keep getting compliments on them. So check them out. But no, I don't have any pregnancy clothes help. I have gone on Poshmark and looked at pregnancy jeans a few times and I always get anxious and get off because pregnancy jeans look crazy to me. They just look weird, like the big band on the belly. And I just, I don't know. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm dreading the paternity clothes era of this pregnancy. I don't know what I'm going to wear and God bless everybody out there. So happy for you. So happy for you. We'd be using a birth center or a hospital. We covered that. Okay couple more here and then we'll let everybody go. How are you doing with the body changes? I was honestly extremely concerned about this and I still am. And that is something that I'm going to have to really keep working on. And I will keep working on it because I knew this was going to be hard for me. Where I'm at right now, I have my little belly is showing and my boobs have grown, but that's really the only difference. So far, and whatever else changes, I will accept and do my best to deal with. (laughs) This is part of the package of growing a baby in you is your body is going to change and it may always look different. And that is something that I have accepted and am really working on processing. And it's not easy, but I'm doing my best. Okay, what else? I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. I'm happy for you and Ben. I'm also prego 10 weeks, smiley face. Congratulations. My face is dry as hell. What's the best moisturizer and or mask situation? I don't know. Everything has been irritating my face, pretty much. Everything that I used to use, I think I said on my last episode that the Wonder Beauty Baggage Claim under eye masks gave me a huge red rash. 
So I'm extremely sensitive right now. The only thing that isn't irritating my face is Osea and Evan Healy and brands like that. So I would get you some Osea moisturizer. Their new one, the the blue one, the C-Biotic water cream, it's a lot cheaper than their advanced protection cream. And I think it's pretty much just as good. It might not be as thick, but it works really well. So that's a recommendation for you if you're having uh, really sensitive skin like me. And I've been using the Sweet Chef Hyaluronic, which I mentioned a few episodes ago. It's great. It doesn't irritate me at all. I've been really dabbing it under my eyes because, oh man, have the eye bags been coming for me lately. So that's really the skincare I've been using, keeping it really natch because everything else has been bothering me. Okay, somebody says, congratulations, how are you managing COVID fears with a normal pregnancy anxiety? It's really scary. I got my booster shot. I waited until I was in my second trimester, and then I got one, and I had no hesitations doing that. It did suck, and I was sick as hell for a few days, and it really shitty that we have to keep getting these boosters and probably will forever, but I would rather do that than get sick or get anyone else sick. So I got my booster very enthusiastically. We are just being extremely careful, especially now with Omicron. We're not going anywhere for the holidays. We were going to go to Palm Springs with a couple of couples for New Year's, but we're not anymore. We're just hunkering down. We're hunkering down. We have no plans on traveling, and I have no plans of seeing other people unless they are boosted and vaxxed. And we probably will do rapid tests as well if they want to come over or something because I can't really get COVID right now. It's really scary to have COVID and be pregnant, and I'm being very, very careful, and so is Ben. So it's not fun, but this is the world we live in, and we're doing our best. Are you doing anything preventative for stretch marks? P.S. So happy for you. You know what? All I'm doing right now is my Source Vital Kooky Southern Ant Ass Oil. I'm putting that on my belly and my body, and I love it. It is one of my favorite rituals that I do when I bathe and shower. So far, the ass oil has doubled as a belly oil, and I rub my belly with my oil, and I tell my little baby in there that I love him, and I love my changing body, and I'm so proud of my body for doing all of this for me, and that I love it no matter what it looks like, and that's what I've been doing. So we love a good oil, and an ass oil will do you right. My sister and my mom both did not get stretch marks from being pregnant. Not that that means I won't, but I don't know if I will or not. We'll see, but that's all I'm doing so far. Okay. How will you handle vegan child rearing? Hmm. My baby will not be vegan, unfortunately. Ben and I have discussed this. Eventually, when he's old enough to understand the morality involved, I will explain it to him. And if he wants to join me, then he can. But I'm not going to force him because Ben is not vegan and not unreasonable. Are you planning to use that clothing rental service for maternity clothes? I'm not because the ones I've seen are ugly. (laughs) The clothes that I've seen so far from that app are not cute. So no, I'm not planning on doing that. Rent the runway, which I am currently using. I put it on pause because I'm not leaving my house for the next few months, obviously, but they have a maternity section, so I'm going to be exploring that at some point. Did you hide it for for the first 12 weeks from friends and family? If so, how was it hard? It was extremely hard. I'm obviously, as y'all know, a sharer, and such an important part of my work is telling everybody what's going on with me all the time, so it was extremely difficult, but yes, I kept it from everyone for a very long time. I was extremely paranoid about things going wrong and 
that's the whole thing with not telling people. The reason you don't tell or you're not supposed to tell anybody that you're pregnant is because if something goes wrong and you lose your baby, you lose your pregnancy, then you have to then tell everyone that too. And for me, y'all know that if I had experienced something like that, or if I do experience something like that, I will share that because that's an important part of my work. So I wasn't super concerned about that, but I more was just protecting the sacredness of the experience for myself. And that is why I didn't want to tell people. And honestly, I wasn't going to tell y'all. I was going to keep it off the grid for as long as I possibly could. I was going to wait until I was like visibly pregnant and then tell y'all. But I really wanted to announce it for the holiday episode, which is why I shared it when I shared it. In mid-December. I was going to wait another month or two if I could. But it was just such good timing with the holiday episode. And you know, I'm always thinking of Natchbue and what I can do for the show. So that is why I decided to share it when I did. But I kind of wanted to wait another few months. There's a lot of people that are pregnant right now in my life. A lot of them are secretly pregnant. Not announcing it. People in show business. Past Natchbue guests. And I think it's fabulous. When I announced I was pregnant, I got five texts from other people that are pregnant right now, too. So it's a very exciting time. It is very hard to keep it. And it's just one of those things that everyone has their own right path. And it's your own decision. If you want to tell everybody earlier, you can. If you want to keep it to your damn self, you can. See how you feel in the moment about it. For me, it was extremely hard to not tell anyone. And especially because I just felt like such shit. Like, we would FaceTime with Ben's parents, and I would just feel like absolute hell. And I didn't want them to, like, think I was some grumpy asshole. But then once we told them, I was like, that's why I was a grumpy asshole. That's why I looked like shit. I was kind of more explaining that. But yeah, it ain't too fun to to hide it for me. But we all do what we have to do. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because everybody... I've answered every question that is here at least once. So that's the plan, everybody. That's my pregnancy. I have now been speaking for two, over an hour. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, if you're listening to it. And I hope you have a happy holiday. And I hope you're excited for the future Nash Butte of next year. I promise it's not all going to be about being pregnant. Because I realize this topic isn't interesting to the majority of people. I just wanted to get it all out in one place, which is what I'm doing here. I promise the show is going to resume as normal. It's not going to be all about pregnancy all the time. It is going to inform my work, though, unfortunately, because this is my show and there is no co-host. So it will inform my work to an extent. But that's where we're at today, honey. I'm pregnant. I'm having a little boy. I'm very happy. And I'm very grateful for the honeys and all of their support. And... I'm really happy for all of the honeys out there and their families. And if you have a baby, then you know how wonderful it feels. I'm so excited. And Chi is going to be a big sister. And I'm excited. So that's the episode. I thank you for listening. And Happy New Year to all the honeys. And I think I'm going to put out an old episode next week. And maybe the 1st of January if I don't get my act together, but there will be lots of new episodes to come. Lots of comedians, lots of exciting people. So get excited for 2022 Natch Butte, baby! Yes! You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Don't forget to cream your neck and keep the fringe fresh. <laughs>